inflation had climbed in December to 4.8%. That hadn't been seen since way back in September of 1991, a mighty long time. And uh, the numbers said driving growth on the consumer price index were prices for groceries that had climbed year over year by 5.7%. That was the largest bump in a decade. So with numbers like that, it's obviously easy to start getting a bit worried about all that's going on. Well, to help demystify this inflation numbers a little bit is Trevor Toome. He's a professor of economics at the University of Calgary and the author of an article that I found highly interesting called Making Sense of High Inflation in Canada, Why Canadian Domestic Policy is Not Particularly Relevant to the Problem. It's a great title, Trevor. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. You're most welcome. I mean, first and foremost, one of the things I found interesting about your article is you really kind of go break down what inflation is. And I think sometimes we get carried away with what it is and what it isn't. But within the confines of your article, you describe it really well. Well, thank you. And I, I think it is one of these concepts that sounds uh, pretty abstract. It's hard to really picture it. And it's a calculation that StatsCan puts out every month that gets a lot of attention, but we rarely ever really you know, open it up and see how it works or look under the hood, if you will. And I think that's particularly important now, given first how much attention the issue is getting and whether we should be uh, concerned with the high rates that we're seeing in Canada and indeed around the world. I mean, it's, it's when I think back, I mean, we haven't talked about inflation for years. And then suddenly sort of last summer, you know, around the pandemic, we started to start to come up again. The early assessment was that this might be quite short-lived, but I guess with Omicron and so on, we've seen it extend. Um, we're certainly we're certainly seeing inflation. It's just hard to describe exactly what we're seeing. It, we we certainly are seeing inflation. So my my uh, intent in the article is not to say that you know it's fake or the four point eight percent is not real or there's not scope for concern. It was really just to reveal what it is that's going on. And, and maybe I'll unpack that uh, a little bit. So, so that inflation rate that StatCan puts out is really an average across over a thousand items that they track every month. They look literally at what these items cost and how they change from one month to the next. And then they, they look at what a typical consumer in Canada spends on different goods. And then they can get a sense of overall for the typical Canadian, what has uh, the price changes of all the individual items meant for you overall. And yeah, that's up 4.8% in December, the highest since 1991. But it turns out it's really being driven by just two items in that you know, 1,200 item basket that they look at. And that's gasoline, something that probably won't come as a surprise to anyone, just seeing what gasoline prices are. But then another one is uh, a kind of imputed item called homeowner's depreciation that we don't actually, none of us actually spend money on. It's really an accounting entry to get a sense of how much our homes have worn out from uh, one month to the next, if you will. And with high home prices, StatCan mechanically measures that to be uh, high values of depreciation. So you're saying when you look at those numbers, all of them, all the things in that basket, it's down to two, according to your calculations, down to two things. The entire reason for why inflation is higher than normal is due to those two things. So at that 4.8% rate that we saw in December, if you take out 
What is that homeowner's depreciation? A non-cash item that that no one actually spends, but entirely imputed. And you remove gasoline and the, the natural gas prices to heat our homes, so energy. Then you're down to under three. You're down to about 2.8% inflation. So other prices are still rising. Food is indeed uh, becoming more expensive and is contributing to inflation that we're seeing now. New vehicle purchases are another important one, but those are not why we're seeing inflation rates so much higher than the usual, you know, two, one to three percent range that we typically see. We've been talking inflation with Trevor Toome, a professor of economics at the University of Calgary. Gasoline and homeowners depreciation. Two factors in that big number we saw released just last week from December, 5.7%. Without those, Trevor was telling us, the rate would have been closer to something more normal. Uh, And that leads me to my next question, Trevor, which is if that's the case, and we've seen an awful lot of politics going on around inflation, we always do, lots of finger pointing. If that's the case, how much does policy actually make a difference? That that is the greatest question I think we should be asking ourselves right now, especially as it becomes a more political issue. So let's unpack each of those two components, starting first with gasoline. The, The story there is really quite simple. High global oil prices increase gasoline prices. Now, gasoline prices go up and down for lots of reasons, but the overwhelming majority of what makes them go up and down is oil prices, because that's the most important input into making gasoline. And roughly speaking, every $10 per barrel change in the price of oil, that translates into about a 0.3 percentage point increase in the inflation, which doesn't sound like much. But in recent months, we're seeing oil prices now $30 a barrel above where they were last year, or in November and October and September, $40 a barrel above where it was the previous year. And so this is adding in December a full percentage point to measured inflation. And November, even more. But that's not something that Canadian policy can do much to affect, at least in the short term, because oil prices are this globally traded commodity that goes up and down for all sorts of reasons that a small, relatively small country like Canada can't do much about. And then turning to the other item of homeowners depreciation, that's an interesting one. This is StatsCan trying to get a sense of how much your home wears out, how much of its uh, you know, real value might decline. And they presume that 1.5% of a home's value depreciates each year, just mechanically. And so when home prices rise, as they are in many markets in Canada, that's going to just mechanically increase measured inflation. But again, this here is maybe not a Canadian-specific story. You're seeing housing prices in Canada rising uh, quite a lot this year, uh, but you're seeing on average about an 18% increase in home prices across all developed economies compared to two years ago. In Canada, by comparison, that's 20%. And in the United States, 25%. So home prices everywhere are just going crazy. And it's, uh, you know, maybe due to a lot lot of factors, but it's not something where it's a a Canadian government policy that's really driving it. 
Now, inflation is always something that's used as a weapon against the sitting government if it happens to be uh, to be high. I'm old enough to remember when inflation was uh, was high way back when. Um, so, what would you advise our listeners to be on the lookout for when they hear these claims that that you know a government's responsible for something? Because it's easy to blame the party in power, and I'm not trying to defend them, but just mm-hmm. in terms of knowing what you should know, what would your advice be to to listeners? Because they're going to hear a lot of accusations about why inflation is high. I get this, I get the idea over the next little while. So I would advise, um, I guess, a broader view about politics in general, that it's it's very common for governments to claim credit for good developments, even if they really don't have anything to do with it. And it's equally common for opposition parties to blame governments for any bad development even if they don't have anything to do with it. So that's kind of normal politics, and we should be aware of that. And I think that's really much of what's going on with inflation here. Uh, But with this issue specifically, there is a lot of important things that we should be thinking about here with the inflation numbers. Home prices being high is a real problem for many, anyone who doesn't currently own a home and looking to buy one, especially in Vancouver and Toronto. That's a big problem. And governments ought to be pressured to think about what kind of solutions they could come up with to, um, say, make housing more affordable in those particular markets. So there's a lot of really valuable policy discussions to be had. So I'd uh, caution people not to get distracted by just that headline of inflation, unless it's tied to something specific and real. And, and Trevor, one of the interesting points you made uh, in that article again w- was that if, in fact, the inflation or sort of the jump we saw in in December, if it could be sort of whittled down to two important factors: gasoline and uh, homeowners depreciation, then that may offer. And I'm not going to ask you to predict or get a crystal ball because <laughs> inflation inflation has been a tough one the past twelve years for anyone to predict. Uh, but you see this perhaps going, you know, improving if those in fact are the two two main factors that are driving it to to uh, higher than usual or at least higher than comfortable levels. Yeah. You know, so with the caveat that the world is very unpredictable and especially so right now. So I, I wouldn't want to predict a couple of weeks out into the future, let alone this time next year. But if, if these are the, the two drivers and they are driving it right now, if they remain the drivers... And if oil prices globally don't continue their really unprecedented increase, then we will see that its contribution to inflation will diminish. And indeed, markets, so investors are betting on oil to be gradually declining through the balance of of this year. And if home prices also don't continue to just skyrocket or go through the roof to to abuse a a pun there, then that's going to start to dissipate in terms of its contribution to inflation as well. So I think there's a lot of strong reasons to think that inflation by the end of this year will be around normal again. Trevor Toome, it's been uh, fascinating to hear you demystify inflation in such an interesting way. I appreciate your time. I'm sure our listeners do too. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on.